So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. Welcome back to Hosers. This is episode 10. Joining me is my co-host, BFF, partner in crime, Carter Lupel. Carter, what's going on, man? How's it going, Chris? It's going well. I'm uh, just looking outside the window, and it is absolutely miserable outside. I know. I took the dogs for a walk, and it's disgusting. Is it hailing, like snow and freezing rain and all that shit? It looks like the end of the world outside. It was thankfully just raining when I was out there. There you go. I'm not convinced it's not the end of the world that's happening, so <laughs> let's just wait and I see. Know it's, it's supposed to snow tomorrow morning where I'm at. Which is crazy because I thought we were past this. Like, I was going to get my uh, my winter tires taken off on Thursday before the athletic banquet, but I legit yeah. think I'm going to have to keep them on. I know. I was, I was going to say, I've done almost the same thing. I put all of my winter coats away. Mm. and brought all my spring coats out. I love so. that you have several winter coats. The wardrobe equivalent of swapping your winter for summer tires. There you go. Well, I don't know. Maybe, but <laughs> I got a new winter jacket this year, and I only got a little bit of use out of it, but... Your uh, your Undie Armor jacket? Yeah, the silver one. Undie Army. Yeah, man. It's the best, but... Anywho, I'm like legit shocked that we made it to 10 episodes um i mean it's sorry i guess it's not that i'm shocked like we're very very grateful and thankful for the support that we get from people that listen to this silly show um but to me it's crazy because like i've talked about on previous episodes i had been wanting to do a podcast of some kind for quite a while and was just trying to find a formula that i liked that i was you know happy with and i just wanted to say thanks for being a great partner in crime this last you know, 10 episodes, people have listened to us ramble on and on for over 10 hours. Do you have any uh, sentimental thoughts for the the fans out there? When you put it that way, that's listening to us for a whole work day, pretty much. Which is awful, (laughs) because I I don't know. It's, It's interesting. I was talking to a lady at work a couple of days ago, and she was talking about how she's gotten like really into true crime podcasts, which I also like. Like I'm a huge fan yeah. of podcasts as a whole. Like I just think it's a great medium to, you know, kind of get get yourself out there and put yourself out there. And yeah. she was talking about how she was thinking of like maybe doing one. And I was just like, if you're good, if you're bad, if you're somewhere in the middle, whatever, there's there's people that will want to listen to you talk. And yeah, I just do it. Yeah, and, and it, it's cool. Um, you know, you and I set out to do this in the kind of the middle of the hockey season with the purpose of just finding, you know, different ways to, to connect with, you know, like-minded individuals and, and also, you know, something to do, something to look forward to every week. And, and, you know, we've had a lot of fun with it. So oh, absolutely. episode 10 and here's to, you know, at least 59 more episodes so we can get to episode 69 and get it over mm-hmm. with. And finally have Cooper on. Finally. Yeah, one of these days. Uh, I was going to say, oh, I like true... Po- <laughs> you like true crime podcast? You should listen to Hoser. <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> it was funny. I was talking to Dan Wilson today. Um, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, one of mine and Carter's like mutual best friends. And 
I was talking to him because I said, when hockey season's over, like, you know, I'm not sure what we're going to do. We're definitely going to continue doing the podcast and I'm sure we'll do, you know, like draft episodes. Um, I imagine we're going to probably do a free agent episode here and there, but we're going to have to talk about something to keep us busy. So if anybody has any recommendations of things that we can cover, things that we can do, um, let me know. I know. I, well, I just go back and watch old NC2A games in the summertime. NC2A, baby. The best NC2A. development league in the world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I feel like, you know, the summer that, I guess it was two summers ago where the World Cup of Hockey was going on was pretty exciting because um, it, like, was something that you could look forward to. You were only really without hockey for about six weeks before some of that coverage picked up. Um but yeah, I think this, you know, this summer, like I expect it to be really crazy. Um, and I mean, we're going to get into that in a couple of minutes here. Some stuff that's happened in the last couple of weeks that we want to touch on. But what's been new with you, man? I feel like we haven't talked even like a little bit. Our hockey season's been done, so I haven't seen you in a few weeks. What have you been up to? Uh, just crazy with new work. I started a new role, so I'm busier. Um, well, I guess not a new role, but I, um, I took on another like component of work. So it's just been a little busier. Um, but spent, uh, got to spend the Easter with the family up in Barrie. Um, and it was great. All we did was watch, uh, movies, hockey and March Madness. I couldn't have asked for a better weekend. Now, do you guys do a bracket for March Madness? Yeah, our whole family. (laughs) Actually? No, no. Um, my my dad Cooper and myself are really into it, so we normally like forecast our our brackets to each other and keep up with it. Just the three of us. Um, we've oddly enough never started a group chat. The three of us. I don't think my dad could handle it. <laughs> yeah, Craig would be over that shit in about five minutes. But um, <laughs> it was. I I do a couple of different pools. My bracket was just fucked this year with all the upsets, but. Um, no, we had a blast. It was a good last game. Like, um, like Villanova deserved it. I, the, the fan in me would have liked to see Michigan win, but that's for a different podcast. I think when we do our NC two A podcast, dude, I know nothing about college basketball. <laughs> I know Villanova won, but yeah, I mean. Good, good on them. You know, I had them number one in my bracket anyway. So <laughs> no, but it, I, it's cool. Yeah, no, and then we just got to watch a lot of hockey and stuff. It was just good to be back at home and, like, watching hockey with my dad and my brothers. It was like old times. I can appreciate that. So what did you guys get into hockey-wise this weekend? Anything and everything that was on. Like, we watched the Leafs game on, uh, oh, what was the one where Matthews had two and, uh, and Reamer had two? Oh, I can't remember. I know. Well, what maybe the game on Saturday night? I know. Yes, Nylander put up. Yeah, the set. Or sorry, you're talking about Matthews. Yeah, Matthews scored two, and Nylander scored two last night against yeah. Buffalo. But you're thinking of the other game, I think. No, I was thinking of the Buffalo game. It was Buffalo played surprisingly great hockey. I, you would have thought Buffalo would have been shut down and kind of um, kicking tires for the rest of the season, but they they came to play against the Leafs, and it was. Even though the game was fairly lopsided, they finished the game with, I think, 36 shots apiece. Yeah, I like it. I don't know. I didn't feel that way about Buffalo. as like I mean, I think they were competitive for sure. The first period like was pretty terrible, the game last night. Oh, yeah. No, they woke up sec- like halfway through the second. Yeah, I thought Casey Middlestat looked really good. Um, obviously, I mean, he's probably Buffalo's top prospect. Nylander's, um, Alex Nylander, that is. William's yeah. little brother looks like he's slipped down the depth chart a little bit for for Buffalo but yeah I mean it'll be interesting to see what happened I know they panned the camera to Jason Botterill in the press box and he was like had his head in his hands like just looked so miserable but you know I think you know Buffalo could look at the success of you know a bottom feeding team like Colorado last year who you know Colorado's yeah. you know been able to put it together um you know this this time around a year since they were at the bottom of the barrel. So, you know, things can turn around yeah. quite quickly. And they've got some money coming off the books, but, you know, I, th- I think they still have some some pretty bad contracts that they'll need to deal with. Um, somebody positioned um, it out there, I think maybe on Twitter or something, that they got to look at moving Ryan O'Reilly 
And I, oh, absolutely. And I was thinking, like, maybe that makes sense because I feel like Ryan O'Reilly, would you'd get a boatload back from from any team, be that prospects, picks, what have you. Um, I think his cap hits about seven and a half million, so it's not it's not a cheap deal by any means. But um, he's probably one of the best faceoff men in the game. Um, you know, pretty good player. Yeah. I don't really have much else to say about him. I heard he's not very good at driving. He'll periodically crash into Tim Hortons when he's drunk. <laughs> Ayo. Um, but at, bad. but as a player, he's he's great. Um, so it'll be interesting to see you know, what ends up happening for him. Um, yeah, they shut down Eichel really well. Yeah, I mean, Eichel, I don't know. I I feel like this season was, was really disappointing for him and disappointing yeah. for that club, like, as a whole. But, no, know, absolutely. hopefully they can they can do something about some of the deals, man. Like, I look at that Kyle Ocposo deal on the Sabres, and I'm like, these are the types of you know, cap mismanagement that are, you know, they're going to fucking bury that, that team. You know, you can't yeah. pay a guy like Kyle Ocposo. Like he's never going to be the Kyle Ocposo that played for the Islanders so many years ago when he was, you know, a consistent top six forward. So it'll be interesting, but did you, you were texting me about the Boston and Philly game. I only got to watch the highlights, but what were oh some of your, Oh my God, the Boston Philly game. Talk about it, man. What did you like? I'm going to dream about it tonight. <laughs> that, that was honestly the one of the best games of hockey I've ever watched to this day. So what did you like about it? I watched like a little bit of it on Game Center after it had already happened, and it was just kind of on in the background while I was doing some stuff. But what were some of your like main takeaways from it? Well, I'll start with the only thing that I didn't like, which was Marshawn's cross-check. Yeah, which he didn't even get a suspension for, just a $5,000 fine. Five thousand, like I think he sneezed five thousand dollars away this morning. Like, yeah. yeah, he's not worried about he's not worried about five grand, man. That's insane. I don't even think he had to sign for it. No, <laughs> he, just, he just he just winked it away. Yeah, but that was terrible. Like it was really greasy, really greasy. He he's like a he's like an Avery on a shorter leash. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get the, like, cantankerous side of his game. You, you yeah. know, might be able to compare it to Avery or, like, pests of the past. The yeah. trouble is, is Marchand is probably one of the top two left wingers in the NHL. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you're like, but I hate this a... guy, but, you know, he's oh, so if skilled. He, if he's he's on, so if good. If he's on your team, you love him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anywhere else, you hate him. Well, right? I think he's going to continue to do this thing where i feel like he's always got something to prove and i think that that's part of the problem is that he is i would say like top left wingers in the nhl he's got to be up there with the likes of i would say taylor hall probably one and two jamie ben probably put jamie ben in that category as well even though jamie ben didn't have a great year you know to his standards i wouldn't say but What's challenging here is that you got a guy like Marshawn who has all the skill in the world, but constantly feels like he needs to prove himself and still play with a little bit of an edge and and all these things. So I don't know. It was greasy. I mean, some of the uh, you know the goal scoring and things like that made up for it in the game. What uh, oh, yeah. what were some of your takeaways? Are you talking about the Giroux goal? The Giroux goal. Yeah. Um, Konechny or however the hell you yeah, say. Yeah, Konechny. His name. Yeah um patrick's goal like everyone in the flyers scored a goal of the year goal like it was in like konechny had that dangle through everybody and then drew had that little fake between the legs and yeah um and drew was it drew had the one-timer or patrick that had the one-timer i'm not sure when you're talking about between the legs are you talking about the because I know William Carlson scored like between the legs goal. I didn't see the Giroux one. I thought he just like faked him and went backhand. Did he not? Hold, hold, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring up the Claude Giroux goal and email it to you, or text it to you. Yeah. Um, and I, I, we're gonna do a live um, reaction video. Or... Re- reaction video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, from what I saw, it looked really good. Um, I was reading a, a few articles this week. Um, Travis Yost had a really great article about how Claude Giroux should be considered uh, in the Hart Trophy race. And I know we oh, we yeah. talked about the Hart Trophy um, quite a bit on the last episode, but um, 
I I think he he might be the guy that drags Philadelphia into the playoffs, kicking and screaming at this point. Um, I thought Sean Couturier's had a really great year. He's finally in a place where he's not like a shutdown centerman. He's actually you know playing on the power play and and you know having some success. Okay, I'm gonna put this video on. So it's I'm a little nervous. It's Konechny's goal, then Giroux's goal, which is an overtime winner. Yeah, so I know the Konechny goal. I definitely watched that. Uh, so you can you can skip to 35 seconds or 30 seconds. Okay. If you want to watch just the Giroux. Yeah, let me take a look. I know I saw the Konechny one, and I was like, this is a greasy goal. So Insane. So Konechny, like, bats it out of the air. Does he go five-hole on Kadobin? I can't really tell. Yeah. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like how he batted it out of the air. And oh, yeah, he does go five hole. Yeah, that's sick, man. I love that. McQuaid has no idea what to do. <laughs> he's just he's all over the place. But it's impressive, right? Like Konechny's a you know a pretty. I mean, he's not a prospect anymore. But I know when Philly picked him, lots of people were hoping the Leafs might get to snag him. So here's the Giroux goal. Oh, he, he doesn't go through his leg. He, he, I guess he like fakes that he's going through his legs, right? Yeah, he fakes that he's going through his legs. Then puts a bardingo. Oh, dude, I didn't see that part. Oh, that's so sick. How greasy is that? That might be goal of the year because like Kadobin totally bites it, eh? Like he, he's positive that he's going to go glove side and he ends up going over his blocker. Oh, it, it Holy was such shit. a beauty overtime winner can you imagine winning an overtime like that yeah like how do you not just like do the uh, joe, joe thornton thing and just no nah, i'm not gonna get into that <laughs> but yeah i mean at that point yeah it's it's incredible like what a what a goal i had seen like the tail like i guess i would have saw him fake it and then um you know put it over on him but i couldn't tell in the the video whether he went through his legs or not but the carlson goal was also pretty greasy Oh, absolutely. Uh, William Carlson of uh, your favorite team, the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> um, he ends up doing the NHL 18 move where he puts it through his legs and then uh, and scores. It's just so gross. Like, I can't even do that move in a video game, let alone imagine what it looks <laughs> like in real life. So that was pretty cool. But I'm glad you got to spend that time with your family and, and watch some hockey. Um Coop was having a good time. Your dad was enjoying himself as well, I hope. Oh, yeah. That's good, man. Yeah, they like having everyone there. There you go. Well, some breaking news. Well, not breaking like in this exact moment, but breaking news for the hockey world this week. Um, we heard about the Sedins retiring, um, which is interesting because, to be honest with you, I didn't expect that to happen. I was expecting one more. I think I said it on a previous episode. Maybe they signed for three and a half each um one year see what ends up happening in fact i thought that they might sign a similar deal to what chara signed where chara is going to continue playing hockey obviously but only play you know like get a year contract here and there right yeah but on monday uh henrik and daniel announced their retirements um they're 37 they played nearly 18 years um 18 seasons in the nhl and according to a drag like pull on Twitter, who's a absolute must follow for hockey Twitter people out there, they are fifth and seventh in the league wide. Sorry, they're fifth and seventh in league wide scoring since the salary cap was implemented. So Henrik is fifth, and Daniel seventh in in the league. Does any of that surprise you? Like, do you remember when they were like super super dominant players, like in the like 2010 to 2013, 2014, before they started to drop off a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Like, they were... You loved watching them together. Like, as a Canadian, they were kind of cool to, like, watch the Canucks for once, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they were like, They were at least interesting to watch, right? And... Yeah, they brought a cool... Like, it was almost like watching, like... Um, <laughs> a slap shot? Slap shot, <laughs> I'm so tired. It was like watching the the bonehead line on Slapshot, like how they know where each other are. Yeah. Like it was, they really had a rhythm that you couldn't replicate. Yeah. And, and like to your point of the 2011 playoff run, like it was, 
like it was something else like they deserved it right absolutely yeah it's it's crazy they combined for about 2100 points in 2630 games as i said 17 almost 18 seasons with the canucks they won olympic gold they won world championship gold medals with sweden as well it's crazy because they never won a stanley cup um Vancouver fans will obviously remember 2011 final against the Boston Bruins. That was an interesting year for Vancouver Canucks fans because that's probably the height of, you know, how well that team did. Obviously, they're on a bit of a decline right now, which worries me a little bit. But I remember watching that. And even though I was cheering against the Canucks, um, you, you know, they were they were amazing. I believe one of them, Daniel, if I'm not mistaken, in game two won in overtime, uh, which was, you know, kind of swung the momentum back to the Canucks. Um, and and it's it's just interesting to think about the impact that they've had on the game, um, Swedish players, but also um, just, you know, the the class acts that both of them were, um, you know, and, and I imagine they're not leaving hockey for good. I feel they'll come back, you know, in some way or another. But 37 and they're gone what's your kind of take on you know them leaving like do you think this is a good time for them to leave based on you know what we've talked about with yager and things like that in the past um i don't know they um like it's a weird time for them to go because if if they had people coming up through the pipes that could kind of fill their role then then it'd be a good time for them to leave but they're like they're in transition mode. They're not in rebuild mode. Like, I don't think it was the right time for them to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what, what my take is on it, too. Like, I feel like there's two sides. And I feel like both sides have pretty valid arguments. The first thing that you're looking at is you're like, well, they're retiring at 37. They're still retiring as as valuable assets to their team, even though the Canucks had a rough year, obviously. And I can't imagine things are just going to change on the fly at this point right yeah but by retiring now they're not like you know outstaying their welcome it's not going to be a scenario like yager where yager kind of fades away into the abyss and he may not be remembered at least right now you're going to remember him as the calgary flame that couldn't really keep up at all versus the legend that yager is right so for yeah. me, it's it's admirable, but you make a very, very good point. And the other side is like, well, they're leaving room, you know, free uh, in, in that team, especially on, you know, the forward side of things for developing players. But to your point, there is no players. Like there isn't yeah. the depth that that team, like there's no depth really in their system, as far as I can tell. Obviously, Gaudet, um, who is playing for Northeastern, um, he's signed a contract and, and he was probably their top prospect aside from Brock Besser, who's now playing on in the NHL. You've also yeah. got guys like Oli Olevi, Cole Lind, things like that. I feel like Cole Lind might materialize as a decent prospect, but he's not ready. He's probably still at least a few years away. So, you know, you're freeing up quite a bit of cap room. I think it's like somewhere between 12 and 14 million. But really, is anybody going to sign there just based on, you know, or maybe they do sign there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. Like, I feel like they need to rebuild, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Like, they're not, maybe in the coming weeks, we're going to see them make some moves to bring some people in to, like, fill that space that they freed up. Yeah. But if they don't do that soon, that money's going to be either redistributed internally or used in the wrong way i feel like it's definitely going to get used in the wrong way big time so like if i uh i'm just gonna pull up cap friendly really quick here and just see what kind of scenario they're in um as far as the cap goes um to those of you guys who don't know what cap friendly is cap friendly is such an amazing resource for hockey fans it's basically going to show you um, the cap space that a team has, how much each uh, each player is making, um, but then you're also able to see who's a UFA, who's an RFA, essentially who's getting paid and who's getting overpaid, if you will. <laughs> but like you've got a guy like Sven Barchi, one of their, I would say, top forward players. I think he's playing in their top six right now. He had a, a 
season that was pretty riddled with injuries. He's an RFA. He's currently making um, just under $2 million, uh, $1,850,000 right now. UC Jokinen is a UFA. I don't see them re-signing him. Uh, Jake Furtanen, as an RFA, I'm sure he's going to probably you know, make somewhat decent money. I don't know if uh, you know he's really all he was cracked up to be, but I guess we'll have to see what happens. You've got Reed Boucher, who's a guy I always trade for on NHL 18 because <laughs> he puts up a million goals in the AHL, which is good. You've got Darren Archibald, who is a UFA, Nick Dowd. You have Troy Stetcher and Derek Pouliot and Marcus Granlin, who's on the IR right now. So realistically, let's say you put, let's call it five or six million into those players to re-sign them, and they're not necessarily going to re-sign all of them. You still have like quite a bit more cap space, right? You have at least, I would imagine, 10 to 12 million uh, to do what you will with it, probably closer to 10, I would guess. But who are you going to go after in free agency? Do yeah. you know what I mean? But anyways, we're going to move into some conversation about what happened last night with Eric Carlson. Um, as you guys know, Winnipeg beat um, Ottawa at home for their final home game of the year. Um Pretty interesting to see that Carlson went back and fished out the puck to just go ahead and hide it uh, in his uh, in his pants. <laughs> what was your kind of initial reaction to that, Carter? Well, I love the internet buzz around it. Oh, I could just eat it up for days. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but like, it's it's a tale that writes itself, you know. Like, like w- what else are you going to assume other than the fact that he's done and gone with Ottawa? Yeah. No, it's absolutely true. And I think at this point, we are so far removed from from him sticking around or any narrative that includes him sticking around. Um, yeah. We're not going to... Like, we every episode we talk about Ottawa, I'm, I'm just going to really talk about Eric Carlson here. Um, it's also been reported that he's not going to be traveling with the team for their remaining three games in the season, which are away games. And my my head goes to two places. One... As we talked about on the last episode, him and his wife, Melinda, experienced the devastating loss of their child, uh, Axel Carlson, who was born, stillborn and passed away, which is a terrible, terrible set of circumstances. Uh, You and I are both, um, you know, we're we're not fathers. We don't have children. So this is unimaginable pain um, for anybody to have to go through, coupled with everything that's going on in his professional life. There just seems to be, you know, the, these factors and these variables that are playing into his life that are, are not, they're not, they're not good, obviously. And we understand that. The, the, the interesting thing here is, is that I think this is the last time we've seen him as a Senator. Um, you know, him picking the puck out of the other net and digging it out and, and putting it in his pocket. That to me was the final, the final kind of nail in the coffin as far as his relationship with the senators go. Do you buy into any of this talk about how close Ottawa and gold, like the Golden Knights were uh, in Ottawa trading um, Eric Carlson and Bobby Ryan to the Golden Knights? Like, do, do you buy into that? Like, how close that deal uh, came to fruition on deadline day? Uh, no. Like, I... Eric Carlson's going to go where he wants to go. Yeah. Like, he's the type of player and the caliber of player... Caliber of player, sorry, that's going to write his own narrative. Yeah. Like, he, he's not going to go where the chips lie. Is that a Vegas um, reference? That's such low-hanging fruit. I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want him to do? Like, roll the dice to see where he lands? Yeah, like, we'll just see what kind of cards he's dealt. Yeah, and I think you got to take the bet on Eric Carlson, right? Yeah, you you just got to... Okay. (laughs) One thing's for sure. It's not landing on the red or the black, Senators fans. Yeah, you you just got to put a quarter in and pull the slots, right? Yeah. Fuck, I I thought we could go on for a while, but at some point or another, I got to put... Uh, an end to it you know i'm out <laughs> yeah hit, hit me <laughs> but anyways we went far we went farther than i thought i would yeah we i know i one. didn't think you were that quick to be honest <laughs> i think we hit all the all the games yeah definitely <laughs> we hit all the games but you know like 
playing for the Senators has been a circus. You could say it's been Cirque du Soleil this entire time for them. Uh, and, you know, you wouldn't want to pawn him off to a different team. No, like, you're. it's going to be mutually beneficial. And, like, it's... The pawn off was a Pawn Stars reference. I don't know if you got that one or not. Las Vegas. Okay. Sorry, I'm done. That was the last one. <laughs> you don't well, pawn off William, like William Carlson. Eric well, no, Carlson, he, wrong guy. Sorry, they're both on fire right now. Uh, but that's the thing. Like he's a franchise hockey player in the middle of his career. He's got many good years left. He's the hardest defenseman to play against in the league. The, he's got a franchise that's crumbling and trying to like take him down with the ship. Like he's not gonna want to stay. Like Ottawa's basically burnt every every last bridge that they can with him and whatever remaining ones are left, I guarantee you will be burnt over the course of these last three games. Well, and, he's not even playing in them. Well, but there's going to be lots of back of house stuff that's going on, a bunch of heat that he's going to get over these three games internally. Yeah, that's true. That he's, he, they're going to chase him out of there with torches and pitchforks. Right, which is, is so misplaced. Sorry to interrupt given the circumstances in his personal life. It's easy to draw the lines, very easy, but it's almost too easy, and you want to be sensitive to the situation that's going on in his life. Um, But, you know, not all hockey fans are good people. (laughs) There are a lot of shitty people out there who are saying, like, you know, he's quit on the team, whatever. I would fucking quit on that team too, absolutely. But Oh, yeah. Anyways, it's crazy, man. Like, we have about a week left in the season before we get into playoff time. Um, Boston and Tampa are playing tonight, which is going to decide the fate of who the Leafs are going to play in the first round. But it's cool. We're starting to see teams fight for the last few spots um, in the East or the West. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, my Florida Panthers look like they're finished. Yeah. They lost three games in a row after, like, a kind of late-season resurgence. I think they're done, man. I, I, I really, honest to God, don't see them getting ahead of New Jersey or Philly. Um, no, I think there's about a, a variance of about eight points. That's a tough, tough two games. Yeah, it's it's brutal, man. Like I couldn't believe that they had this really great story after everything that had gone on um, with the Stoneman Douglas uh, hockey team and, and them wanting to... Um, obviously commemorate and celebrate the lives of the people um, who passed away in the school shooting in Parkland, Florida. You know, you felt like that was the fire the you know, that, that kind of stoked the match and, and, you know, got the team motivated and exciting. And it's just seemed to kind of crumble around them, which is just yeah. a terrible, terrible thing. Um, how about the Dallas Stars? Did you see that they were eliminated last night um, after yeah. LA bumped into the wild card spot this weekend? Not surprised. Just, it's crazy, man. I can't, for the life of me, wrap my head around Dallas um, and this and this Stars team. They were terrible on the road this year. They lost like twenty-two yeah. or something games on the road, and their team's just not deep enough, which is crazy no. because you look at you know they have legitimate all-star players between Ben to Sagan to Radulov to Carlson uh, or not Carlson pardon me Klingberg you know they've got a fantastic team but they're not getting any scoring from their bottom six uh how bad has Jason Spezza been this year he he's been a ghost terrible you know how much money he's making a year no, I don't even want to know. Seven and a half million. And he still has a year left on his contract. Oh. You just don't know what to do, right? And I mean, I think that they were optimistic with getting Ben Bishop in free agency this past... Well, I guess they didn't. Like They acquired his rights or whatever ended up happening, ended up signing him to that deal. But Ben Bishop is, you know, injury prone. We know that. Dallas's goaltending situation, whether it was Niemi, whether it was Lettinen, whomever has been a disaster forever. Um, I don't know. What do we say to Dallas? Like, better ne- better luck next year? Like, what do you what do you even tell them? Well, wake the fuck up. Like, like it's... It'll be interesting know, to like, see where, if... Where, where, go ahead. No, just like, how do you... But I guess that's kind of, like, par for the course for all of these teams. Like, how do you fall from, like, the Hall Medano era? 
like so far but i guess you can say that about detroit like how do you fall from like the eiserman federov era so far like yeah datsuk era so far like but dallas has had some very light years and i think when they got sagan and the emergence of you know the emergence of jamie ben you know one of the top left wingers in the game and klingberg like klingberg was in the norris conversation earlier this year it's it's very frustrating because um, I'd love to see Dallas do well. Like I love Sagan, um, another one of the Boston the Boston Bruin players that I liked when he played for them. Yeah, um, and you know he's going to be a, a free agent the same time that Carlson and Doughty are going to be free agents, if I'm not mistaken. I was going to yeah. say, like, do you think he stays? Like, if they continue to be this bad, I don't know, man. It's tough to say. Like it's that that's the type type of team like I guess Dallas is such a strong like franchise money wise that they'll never like I, or at least in our lifetime we're not gonna see them move. I don't know if that's true because if I'm if I'm not mistaken they had some light financial years at some I believe the team the team was in bankruptcy they're obviously doing better now but what you you don't think that i don't think that they would get relocated either i'm not so concerned yeah. about them getting relocated as much as i am them being a competitive team and are they wasting you know the peak years of a player like taylor uh taylor tyler sagan yeah um i don't know, he he could be what they need though right yeah like he he could like he could be the player that like, I, 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 like, you see how much, like, a presidency ages the president. Maybe we'll see how, how much the Dallas Stars age Sagan. <laughs> that's a good analogy. I like that. Like, I, I think that's what it's going to be is like, he's going to have to, he's, I think he's going to be the one to dig them out of the rut, right? Like, he's got the burn and he's got the clout, like, he's going to be the one that's gonna help them out of the dark ages they, i hope yeah and i feel like they've got to move on from spezza like i don't know if they buy him out this year or if they trade him at 50 percent retained like i think a team would maybe take a flyer on him but still three and a half or three in change almost four is pretty rich for a guy who's been as quiet as spezza has been this year oh well for how many years has he been this quiet I think he was okay last year. I mean, maybe he wasn't, but it wasn't as glaringly obvious that he was struggling yeah, last he, year. He was okay at best last year. So, I don't know. It's 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 really interesting. But anyways, it's I don't know. I I I think that there's kind of bigger and 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 better things that a player like Sagan, you know, there's bigger and brighter things on on his horizons is what I would say. Whether it's with Dallas, whether it's another. Whether it's with another team, I think he's a superstar, and I think you know we're we're gonna get to a place where they either start to utilize him or you know he's gone. I can't a, a personality like his. Um, I just I don't think it sticks around uh, in mediocrity for very long. No, absolutely not. But did you hear about um, some of the injuries that have come out in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. So Ryan yeah, Ryan Suter is gonna be out for the rest of the season after breaking his ankle. Um, which was actually against Dallas, funny enough. Or not funny, but you know what I mean. Prior to the injury, I don't know if you knew this. I found this super interesting. Suter was on a streak of 242 consecutive regular season games, like an Ironman oh, wow. streak. 242 is pretty good for a guy his age. You know, I was pretty impressed by that. But yeah. another stat that I thought was interesting is that Suter is second in the NHL for time on ice and clocks yeah, in just under 27 minutes a night crazy do you think we have a d-man on our team that we could put out there for that much <laughs> Tom, or, i do uh, exactly i do you're gonna say tommy Shearer. i don't know about yeah. tommy Shearer. yeah he's, he doesn't have the sta- stamina it's okay he's coming back with a f- maybe maxwell yeah maybe he'd have to defog his uh his fish tank his fish though <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's interesting because i mean i remember when Suter and parise signed those crazy deals in minnesota and you were like eh, i wonder how Suter's gonna age like he was such a great player for nashville um but no player in the league has been on the ice more since 2012 than sutter uh Suter, rather uh, when he signed with the wild 
So Crazy. it'll be interesting. I wonder if it's going to hurt Minnesota's playoff chances. They clinched last night, so it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. Uh, Brandon Carlo had another or a similar injury um, during the game against Philly on Saturday after he fell awkwardly into the boards. Did you see that when he fell and hurt himself? Yeah. What happened exactly? I didn't see the video on it yet. I I just think he stepped on a stick and like went down and into the boards. So he's got to be out for a little while. I didn't see a report on how long he'd be out. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then on Saturday, I almost had like a just absolutely devastating time thinking that Travis Dermott might be out for the rest of the season after <laughs> he uh, blocked that shot off of uh, Ben Sherratt, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he took the slap shot off of his right foot, but um, they did some tests. It looks like he'll be back uh, in the next couple of weeks. I was kind of yeah. missing him on the blue line against the Sabres last night, but, you know, obviously you want him to rest up. And I just need Polak off of the fucking team, man. I just don't <laughs> even want to think about it anymore. But Waste of space. Um, on the topic of feet, did you see that uh, Cal Foot signed his three-year entry-level contract? Sorry, that was not a great pun. I I thought when you were talking about feet, you were going to go to Stamkos and then he's day by day. <laughs> no, I so Calfoot is a prospect. Sorry, I'm going to go on a, like a little bit of a prospect. I know who Calfoot, but you can go on for yeah. He is basically he was selected in the first round by Tampa this past year. Signed a three year uh, entry level contract on Sunday, and he's going to report to the Syracuse Crunch. My favorite team. Of the AHL, which is interesting because I, I actually really like Cal Foot. Um, he's a guy that I thought might slip to the Leafs, but I'm really happy with Timothy Liljegren, so whatever. It's not the end of the world. But, um, yeah, he was, you know, a pretty pretty popular, uh, you know, right-handed defenseman. You know, people were ex- excited it's about... It's premium, right? It's at a premium, buddy. But, yeah, he had a... Uh, a pretty decent career in the WHL with Kelowna, but he's a big boy. Eh? He's like 6'4", uh, like 215 or like 220. Big, wow. big guy. Um, but yeah. We need a couple of those on the nights. Yeah, yeah, we do. We need a few of those kicking around. But yeah, you know that he's Adam Foote's son, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah, and his brother, Nolan, uh, plays for Kelowna, and he's a top prospect for next year. Um if you get a chance, can you do me a favor and Google uh, Calfoot and Nolanfoot and just look at these two brothers? They're literally the same person. There's a photo of them like side by side. And I know you're like supposed to look like your siblings, but they literally look like the same fucking person. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's crazy. But anyways, I don't know why that is such a strange thing. Like they, they look just like Adam Foot. Yeah, Adam's got a bit of a schnoz, but <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah. So so do Cal and Nolan. Uh whatever, man. I am the last. Okay, if you look at the photo of when he signed the contract that has his mom, dad, and the two brothers, it's on Google Image Search like four lines down. Hold on, I'm gonna send you Adam Foot when he was young, and then. They got a hot mom, though. I'll give them that. She's a rocket. She's a Kelowna rocket, all right. Oh my! <laughs> Sorry, that's bad. Uh, yeah, they are. They're all the same person. That's fine. Listen, dude, I look like identical to my mom. I don't look anything like my dad, really. Who do you look more like, your mom or your dad? Um, I have no idea. I used to look a lot like my mom, and then now I'm starting to look more more like my dad. I think. Eh, whatever. All good. Anyways, I don't... Can't win them all, right? You can't. Yeah. It's how, yeah, that's the photo, the one you just sent me. <laughs> Anyways, it's really funny. Somebody posted on Reddit, because I subscribed to the NHL 18 Reddit, and it's a photo of the two of them from this most recent uh, like game, like their avatar photos, and it's literally one of them has their mouth open and the other person's smiling, and it literally looks like the same person just doing two different things with their mouth <laughs> it's re- anyways it's stupid but yeah i know i feel like we're kind of rambling because there's just not a ton going on we're so close to the playoffs um this is going to be a shorter episode which you know what that's okay we can have short episodes here or there 
Yeah. Um, next episode, episode 11, we're going to do our playoff predictions because by then everything will be kind of lined up. But I won't hold you to it. But based on where we're at right now, who's, who wins the Stanley Cup? You can change your pick next episode. I think you got to um, stick to your guns here, but I'm not going to tell you. I know. No, no, that's – I was going to say the – the uh, appreciator, appreciator in me would love to see the Leafs take the cup this year. Yeah, I but, can't wait till next year when you just come out as a full fan. Looking forward to it, man. And But I want to say Vegas. I would love to see an expansion team take the cup their first year. But then again, the, the third side of the coin, um, what, watching Pittsburgh take three would be insane. Yeah, I'm interested in the three-peat for sure, like yeah. big time. I'm just pulling up the standings right now. I feel like like the Bruins look so good, and I don't know how the Leafs – like the Leafs have beat them in their, like, their matchups this year. Like they would win like the season series, if you will. I'm hoping yeah. the Leafs end up – playing the lightning personally because i think that they yeah. stack up better against the lightning than the bruins in the first round let's let's hope stamkos still is still hurt a bit yeah when... i mean i would never wish ill upon stamkos but yeah but that's just fine. be ill until that season yeah like does. get get like uh like the flu or something yeah that, that'd be fine <laughs> um capitals i think are gonna choke yeah. Uh, the Blue Jackets, I don't think that they're anything special, personally. Hopefully that take doesn't bite me in the ass. But the Blue Jackets, I've just been pretty unimpressed by them this year. Like, their power play isn't, you know, what they were doing last year. Not that that's a huge factor, but I think for a team whose calling card was their their power play ability, I just haven't really, really seen it well, from the Blue Jackets this year. And, like, the poison experience of a playoff team, like, they don't have it. Yeah. Like... If, if anyone is listening who watched March Madness, you saw that Villanova team who's won two ships in the last three years play against Michigan, who very rarely makes it this this far in the tournament. Like, it was night and day who knew how to be there and who didn't, and I think that's going to play for Columbus as well. Yep. I just I think it could be an experience thing too, like, you know, without getting into the intangibles. Um, you know, I feel like a team like, you know, I don't know, like for me, it's depth, right? And I was going to make an argument yeah. about how depth is so important, but basically like Ron Hainsey in a bag of pucks when the fucking, you know, Penguins the cup <laughs> last year on the, on yeah. the blue line. So, you know, that, that might not necessarily be true. Like I, I will say without, you know, we're going to do a bracket and, and all of that, um, you know, in the next little while here, once everything squares itself away, the winner of the Stanley Cup this year is going to definitely come from the Western Conference. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be the Predators. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I just feel like they are dominant like absolutely dominant obviously they're the number one team in the nhl 113 points on the season 51 wins 17 loss 11 uh, overtime loss i just don't see how they don't win the cup like getting as far as they did last year and then you know being unsuccessful obviously i just yeah. i don't know I, I just see it happening do you, do you think it's do you think it's a pens preds like five we'll, we'll, we'll get to it let's Let's I'd like that. Like, I'll answer your question, obviously. Like, I think that that would be super entertaining. And obviously, I want the Leafs to do well. Like, obviously, they're my favorite team. Um, I want them to at least get to the second round. Like, I would honestly be fine with that. It's got to be progress yeah. on last year. Um, and I think that that's tangible. But listen, even if the Leafs lose in the first round, like, I'm not devastated. I'm, I'm honestly yeah, at not. Least, at least they're making it at the playoffs. Right, and yeah. the reason that they're going to be unsuccessful is because their blue line stinks, and yeah. you know they need to continue drafting properly. Like, if the Leafs somehow have a pick, like, in the, I don't know, like, 20 to 25 range and get a guy like Ryan Merkley or somebody who slips back, like a defensive prospect, hopefully right-handed, we'd be good with that. Um, I'm good with that. I, I, I'm honestly at peace with that. I have no problem. They can go on a field trip and lose Polak, and then 
they need to lose him somewhere or just leave him. <laughs> leave him in Tampa Bay or leave him in Boston. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, he didn't get on the bus on time. So, adios, yeah. amigo. But anyways, uh, this is going to be the conclusion of episode 10. Like I said off the top, guys, we're super, super thankful that you are still listening to this silly show. Um, and you know what? Like, We're going to keep going, obviously. We're excited about next season. Obviously, this one hasn't ended yet, but you know we want to, uh, you know, continue things over the podcast. Oh my god, that made no sense. We're really excited about you know what we've been able to do in the first ten episodes, and we want to just make sure that we're soliciting feedback from you guys. If there's anything you'd like us to change or things that we can improve on, let us know. Right, Carter? Absolutely. Beauty. Well, as I say at the end of every podcast, you can listen to Hosers on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can rate and review the podcast on iTunes or leave a comment on SoundCloud. Uh, rate us on iTunes. That goes a long way to help exposing the podcast and getting more people to listen to it. And you can follow Carter and I on Twitter. You can follow me at Penalty Kills, Penalty K I double Z, and Carter Lupel at Carter Lupel. <laughs> Is that right? That's right. You didn't change it to anything clever, eh? No, none, nothing yet. All right. I'll have to figure it out. Well, for the next episode, we're all in. We're going to roll the dice on, you know, our brackets <laughs> and just and just see who wins. Because it's really all or nothing, right? Boom or bust, all or nothing, roll the dice. Yeah, we're going to see where the river takes us. Are you talking about the river? Like, which river? The cards. Oh yeah, I don't gamble. I was get, I was getting a little too technical. I don't gamble. Listen, I've been to Vegas once. Quick little story. I won four hundred bucks and then bought the most obnoxious Beats headphones in the <laughs> airport in Las Vegas. Yeah, Not a good way to spend four hundred bucks. <laughs> you had to appear like you were from riches. Yeah, they. I wanted to impress all the people once I got back to Pearson International. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wear these. I don't even listen to music or anything. I just wear them. Yeah, just to meet women, right? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you for episode 11. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.